world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning. Got an uneasiness in my spirit today. Anybody else out there? I know you. I know you all sharing. I know you feel the uneasiness. Now's not the time to. Uh, now's not the time to wilt. Now's not not the time to to waver. And I just prompted that Betty will get you. Or Mary gonna get. Myra gonna get you up here praying real quickly. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to prompt you to a reminder of something that 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 uh, just kind of show you that we're on the right track here. Several of you out there, hundred or some of you out there, a couple years ago, three years ago, it's been a while, hasn't it? We showed up to Hillary Clinton's house. We put on some shirts. Does anybody say, remember what we put on those shirts? I should have worn them down here this morning. <clears throat> I put on unequal justice. Unequal justice. We've been living under unequal justice, folks, for quite a, quite a long time. Long, long time. We're seeing right now the absolute... Uh, Unveiling, revealing. Remember, uh, don't lose hope. Remember this. The Bible tells us that there's nothing hidden that will not be revealed. Nothing hidden, right? We're in the midst of a great, great unveiling and revealing, the Holy Spirit unveiling and revealing. I'm going to tell you something. The underbelly of it isn't going to be a beautiful thing to see. And as my buddy John um, Barnett often said, said once, and I repeat often, is we're in for a rude awakening before a great awakening. Now, uh, of course, I'm referring to the whole Donald Trump thing, and who knows what's going on with Donald Who knows what that's all about? If, if you look back over the last uh, uh, six years, Trump came in. When, it, when is he elected? I mean, time just flies, right? When, when Trump first came in, <clears throat> there was real, real trepidation, still trepidation, people trying to figure out which side of the team Donald Trump was on. Oh, he's a plant. He's in there by the Mossad. They got him in there. He's just one of their own. And, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, what, what, uh, he's drinking the adrenochrome. He's going with the child trapping, all that stuff. A lot of great, great confusion about Donald Trump. And I, uh, as many of you know, I was one of the first guys on board. Well, I shouldn't say that. I was very out front with my support of Donald Trump early because I said we, don't, we, didn't, need, we didn't need another politician, certainly another pastor in the in the uh, Oval Office of Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio. Do you remember who he was running against, right? Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, and, and <laughs> dare I say, Jeb Bush. I mean, uh, my goodness, the, the Republicans that Donald Trump was up against is almost laughable as we get, we get uh, to where we are today. And like so many of you guys, I knew, I, I said we needed somebody outside the system, somebody who wasn't a politician. And then when Donald Trump got, uh, elected, there are many things he did. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out why he did some of the things. I couldn't fi- figure out the whole thing he did with, with uh, uh, the vaccines and the, the I, I just a lot of stuff, just a lot of it. And all throughout the whole thing, I kept saying, "Man, I don't. Is this a good guy? Or is this a bad guy? All I know is he's disrupting everything. And is, is he disrupting everything because it's he has to disrupt everything for the, the two card Monty to play out in front of us? What's really, what's really going on? But I. I uh, you know, I just come back to what President Trump said to us. At, number one, at the inauguration, many of us were there. And he said he wanted to give government back to the people. Y'all remember that, right? I want to give government back to the people. And then he said that near the end of his administration, that it's not him that they were after, it's after us. And I don't think, as I, as I, as I look at everything that's going on, my frustration We've been taught so much about don't mix religion and politics. My frustration has been so high because religion is the only answer to politics. It's the only answer to politics. When you remove Christianity 
and morality and right and wrong, this is what you end up with. Amen. And for too long, we have accepted this idea that we're, we're supposed to obey ungodly, unrighteous government and uh, just roll over and let them have us. And the assault last night on, on President Trump is like something that I, I, I can't even in my whole lifetime even imagine something like that ever happening in the United States of America. I go back to Richard Nixon. They didn't, they didn't pull stuff like this on Rich, Richard Nixon. Hillary Clinton, when she was running from... Anyway, I don't want to belabor that. I, I want you to understand that we all need to see this from a spiritual perspective. It's a spiritual perspective. And that what we're seeing is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against evil spirits in high places. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. The Lord told us very, very clearly what it was we were dealing with, what we were dealing with. He told us in, in Jeremiah, go everywhere you set your foot, I've given unto you as an inheritance. Only be strong and very courageous. Be not afraid and be not dismayed. When he was talking about giving unto us an inheritance, what was he talking about? Come on, folks, what was he talking about? Giving unto us an inheritance. A godly heritage, a godly inheritance. A godly country, a godly, and we've been sitting around for how long watching all this stuff take place? And I want you to think about how nefarious this is. How close? No, not close. It's not true. Merrill Garland, the Attorney General of the United States, was almost on the United States Supreme Court. He was almost on a sitting U.S. judge on the U.S. Supreme Court. And they've told us that our courts aren't supposed to be political, but our courts are political. We know they're political. We look and they see that the federal government now, 87,000 IRS agents. Are you kidding me? 87,000 IRS agents, not 87,000 border agents to keep the borders protected. No, no, not 87,000 guards in schools to protect children. No, 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 no. Not 87,000 more guards to stop child trafficking. No, no, because it's time we came to the realization that there are two teams and we're on one team and they're on another team. And what we haven't understood, we've been trying to, we've been trying to love the sinner, the lost, the Luciferian, trying to love them into the kingdom. And they've been doing everything they can to take over the kingdom. And we don't have an understanding, still don't have an understanding. And we're exactly where we are because of the, the lack of faith and energy of the American Christian church. None of this stuff would be going on, folks. None of it would be going on. Amen. But I want to encourage you here. Myra, get ready. I'm going to get you up here real quick. I want to, I want to encourage you here, folks. This has to happen. No, no, wait a minute. Not because it says so in the Bible. This has to happen. This, I, I see it as an unbelievable, <clears throat> excuse me, sign of desperation. That as they sit here, <clears throat> they thought we were going on. First of all, they thought Hillary was going to be elected. And then when that didn't work, then they thought we were all going to be COVID. When that didn't work, then, then they thought, well, uh, what, what else are we going to do? Uh, well, we'll get Joe Biden in there. And uh, Folks, it's part of they, they know right now they can't, cheat any, they can't cheat enough that they'd have to cheat to win the next, next election. But our answer is not. Republican. That's not the, folks, that's not the answer to the problem. It's a temporary solution, but it's not the answer to the problem. And so they understand that they're so far gone that the only thing that they can do is be so disruptive that they uh, create more chaos, more pushback, more January 6th. Excuse me, it's got the hiccups this morning. So as I sit here with you this morning, I don't have it all figured out, but we're going to throw it on the table we're going to chew it up here in a second. I got some stuff to show you, some things for you to ponder. Can I say it again? What a time to be alive. What a time. Folks, now is not the time to cower. Now is not the time to draw back. The great unveiling and revealing is happening right in front of us. And then depending on your theology, Jesus is about to return or the kingdom is about to be advanced more than it's ever been advanced. One of those two things is about to happen. I'm going to tell you this. The devil isn't winning. The devil is desperate. He isn't winning, friends. He isn't winning. Myra, pray us in real quickly. Coach, I'll be delighted to do so. It is written, 
1 Peter 3.21. Blessed be the God, Father, for our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein ye greatly rejoice through now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through a manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold, that perisheth through be tried with fire, might be found into praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom mm -hmm. having not seen ye love, in whom through now you see him not. Yet believing, yet <clears throat> rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesy of the grace that should come unto you, searching that of what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was indeed signified when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into, wherein gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto the revelation of Jesus Christ. As an abundant children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lost in your ignorance, but as he which have called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy. For I am holy, and if ye call on the Father, who with our respect of person Joseph, according to every man's work past the time of your sojourn, here on fear, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from vain conversations received from tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the lamb without blemish and without spot, who barely was for forehand before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, whom by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Holy Trinity, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. What a time to be alive for such a time as this. Sheila, come on in. And Randy. But unmute, Sheila. If, you do, if you're talking, we can't hear you. Randy, go ahead. We'll get Sheila in here then. Coach, um, what's coming isn't the se isn't the second coming, whatever you people want to believe. It, it's this is the advancement of the kingdom. So just prepare for that. If if it does come, you're, everybody's fine, okay? But we we need to advance the kingdom. And coach, what's coming is a void. It's called a void. And, and if we don't fill it with the gospel, with the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the, the, the wicked and the unrighteous will come right back in and fill it. This is, this is the kingdom of God rolling on the, this nation and the earth. This is what it's about, coach. And if, if a person can't understand what the Holy Spirit's doing, I'm sorry. They're going to be a spectator. This is what's there's coming. A, there's we, a great, uh, there's a bulldozer coming through, brother. That's the way I see it. There's a bulldozer coming yeah. through, and uh, we're going to have to see how this thing plays out. Sheila, can you get in there yet? Amen. I'm here. 
Hello, I'm dear. How you doing? Good morning. Um, I'm doing good. I was on a Zoom call last night for more than four hours with with a lot of the top guys. Uh, they have handles that I've on, been honored to know for as a handle for so many years. All gathered together on a Zoom call last night. So I um I was not packed until two or three this morning, and I'm loading my car to get to New York for the reawaken. But um, all of this is a complete example of what they've been doing to us before Christ, to Christ, and to us since Christ. So um, what we're dealing with is the evil that needs to be taken care of from the beginning. Amen. Because we've allowed it to come onto this land and do to us what they had done to everyone around the world. So that's why you see and have seen so many that are in leadership of the church, so to speak, who have positioned themselves in the church as leaders, so to speak, who just wanted us to go on, didn't care what happened in the election didn't care what was happening when we were being told to sit six feet apart and, and wear a mask and not have a voice. And you're, you've been witnessing this for a long time. And we complied long before we talked about do not comply. And so what we're dealing with right now is the ultimate of that. And um, there's almost a comfort in this that those who did not know, the souls that have been in jeopardy without realizing it, are being given the opportunity to realize they'll even do this to him. They've done Amen. it to us. J6, they've done it to us. And now during the J6 hearings, they want to do this to him. He did nothing. But we're seeing a complete repeat in history. Of exactly what happens when the Pharisees and Sadducees are the voices, and the other people are supposed to shut up and comply. That's what that's what we're witnessing. And, will, and then, will we continue to do that, and and not to start the militias up? Not to. That's why he placed us over, under the Geneva Convention, so globally everyone would be under that structure, so that whoever does this to people has to be dealt with whoever does this and so that's why the militias are not to rise up we're not going to go into a civil war it was such a powerful time coming together with these people because in the midst of this what is happening there's still peace in those who know who the true leader is of all of this amen amen sheila if i could uh, i'm sorry go ahead no who the leader Amen. is of our lives. That's our focus. Keep our eyes upon him. That's always been the focus. Keep our eyes upon Amen. him. Get Amen. tight in a relationship with him. That has been a that has been a complete repeat in absolutely everything he's had me do for so many years. And now it's all coming to pass where those yes. who have chosen to get tight with the Father, chosen the truth, they're at peace. We're in the information age, folks. This stuff has been going on behind the scenes for years and years and years. It's just it's so instantaneous. Uh, pull up uh, uh, Try Men's Soul. Pull that up here real quick. By the way, men's gathering. Betty's events this weekend. Get signed up if you haven't. Betty, can they still sign up? Yeah, sign up at Betty's event. The men gathering. Men are gathering uh, here at Sky High this Sunday. One to four. Come and be with us. Come and be with us. Not going to say a whole lot from it. Love for yes, you to come and please be. come. I am ready for you guys. And Spencer, I send you my husband's email. I don't know why I cannot get your e- uh, your email at all. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Try men's souls. Pull up there, Spence. Spence is staying up with me. You guys know what's going on here. A lot of, a lot of man. They'll see sky high. Build the pond. Oh, my goodness. Remember Thomas Paine, right? These are the times that try men's soul. Can you make that a little bit bigger? This is where we are, folks. This is where we are. Keep your faith. Hold, for, hold firm. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier, the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. Folks, you understand what a sunshine patriot is and a summer soldier? 
somebody dresses up in the uniform and is part of the army when everything's gone good. <laughs> everything's gone go- good. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country, but he that stands it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. What's dear to you this morning, friends? What's dear to your stuff? Your car, your fishing pole, your <laughs> whatever, golf clubs? Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. We haven't been free in who knows how long. 87,000 internal revenue agents, 72,000. You think they're going after the billionaires? See, folks, it's all part, it's all part of the whole mess, all part of the orchestration that's going on around us. But the devil's not going to be successful. God is going to triumph. Unless a child is born, unto son, us a son is given. Isaiah chapter 9, bring that up there for me. Isaiah chapter 9, I believe it is. <clears throat> wow, 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 wow. <clears throat> Spencer, get that King James Version. Uh, it's chapter 9, I, unto us a child is born. Go down to verse 10. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a child son is given. There it is, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a child, son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. This ain't changing, folks. This is a prophetic statement. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be, not will, not might be, shall be upon his shoulders. By the way, he's the head. We're the body. The body begins at the shoulders. The head of the government's authority will rest on the shoulders of his body. And... I'm sorry. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and peace. There shall be no end. Folks, this ain't going down. We're going over. What's getting ready to happen has to happen. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will not will perform this. Jeff Klein, come on in. Coach, one thing, a little po- something positive. You know how Bradley Dean goes into all these schools and speaks. He's done 362 schools. Thousands of kids, a couple thousand will be in a gymnasium. Yesterday, Tom Branstow and I got to sit in the superintendent's office with Bill Cedar, and we laid it out to him. He pulled up Bradley Dean's website. He's committed. He is calling Bradley Dean and his wife because they're free for the month of October. And I it, hopefully and prayerfully, we're going to get Bradley Dean in these schools in Knox County. We're going to. We're going to blast this thing. It is going to be awesome, great. Man. So we're going to take them back. It's been the same song. You know, I feel like I sing the same song over and over here. Sometimes it gets frustrating. We don't, I, I don't, I don't know. We need, we need, we need zapped. We need, we need tased. We need tased. We need to wake up and understand what's going on. We've got to, we got to get involved in the battle. Myra, go. Um, just a reminder that we have, uh, the Christian Revolution prayer tonight at 7.30. And I would like to read um, I, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18. Like Coach says, these are glorious times. Randy, uh, we're in for a great time, you guys. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18. 
but we all with open face beholding as in a grass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hey, hey, Spencer, bring up uh, Dr. Malone there real quickly. It was an email I sent just before. Yeah. Folks, uh, God bless Dr. Malone. It's about two minutes, but I want you to hear it. Okay. Here, here's what's happened. See, thank God for Sherry Tenpenny and Dr. Madej and Paul Goslin and uh, Stella Emanuel for those doctors who swam against the stream who did all they could to tell people, don't take the jab, don't take the jab, because we have been so conditioned to follow and obey government that the average person at the beginning was doing it. But it's been the unrelenting no from a handful of people who've held the forces back. And Dr. Malone, this is only two minutes, but it's worth you watching. You might want to share this to you with your children, grown children who have children of their own. Go ahead and play this if you could. Before you inject your Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the mRNA vaccine technology I created. There are three key issues that parents need to understand. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your children's cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins can cause permanent damage in children's critical organs, including their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming part about this is that these damages once they occur, are irreparable. You can't fix lesions within their brains. You can't repair heart tissue scarring. You can't repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing that you need to know about this is the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We typically need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks of new medicines or vaccines. Harms and risks from new medicines often become revealed many years later. So ask yourself, if you want your own child to be part of the most radical medical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. In summary, there is no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of this virus given the known health risks of the vaccine that as a parent, you and your children may have to live with for the rest of their lives. The risk-benefit analysis for this vaccine isn't even close for children. As a parent and grandparent, my recommendation to you is to protect your children and do not give them this unproven vaccine. Dr. Paul, come on in. Spencer, pull up Psalm 2. Go ahead, Paul. So if these new IRS agents come to your uh, house, you just demand that they are fully vaxxed, we'll be all good. <laughs> yeah, good, good point. Good point. Folks, Psalm 2, right? We, we've been here a time or two. Let's go, let's go back here again, though, right? Listen, this game has never changed. Why do the heathen rage? And then people imagine, hey, I'm going to, hey, Spencer, I'm going to try something risky. You're ready to, not yet. You're ready to throw the message up there. Let's see what it says. The kings of this earth set themselves. 
Again, stop. Remember, we talked about it yesterday, two days ago, whenever. Ask questions when you read the Bible. I'll say that again. Don't just read it. Ask questions. The kings of this earth, who are they? Who are the kings of this earth? Are they talking about elected officials? My friends, most countries don't even have elected officials. They have kings. They have potentates that are anointed or appointed. Those are the kings of this earth. And what do they do? They set themselves. They have a system by which they put their people in place. Who? The heathen! The heathen! The heathen! And we are living under the rule of the heathen. Rage. Kings of this earth set themselves in the rulers. Who are they, the kings and the rulers? Are they the same? Joe Biden's a ruler. Is he king? Is there somebody above Joe Biden that have set themselves, taking counsel together, specifically against who? Who's it specifically against? The guys in the bars? The pedophiles and the homos and the Luciferian school teachers? No, they take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. So you're starting to build a pyramid. There it is. There's one side of the fight. The heathen. They're raging. They're raging. Hey, Spence, what's it mean to rage? Folks, this is how you do Bible study. Rage. Violent anger accompanied with furious words, gestures, or agitation. Anger excited to fury. Passion sometimes rises to rage. Is that a picture of what we see going on in Washington, D.C., specifically by the Democrat, the Luciferian Democrats, and the silent, complicit Republicans? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those Republicans are going to save you. Oh, yeah, they are. Go back to Psalm 2. Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us, folks. Let's break their, their let's break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. See, that's what they want to do. They want no restriction of morality, the Holy Spirit of God, nor Christians. Donald Trump told us two years ago, three years ago, they're not after me; they're after you. But here's the good news: He that sits in the heavens, we know who that is, don't we? You shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Hey, Spence, what's derision? What does it mean to be in derision? Derision, the act of laughing at in contempt. Contempt, manifest by laughter and scorn. An object of derision or contempt, a laughing stock. The Lord, the word tells us, the Lord is going to make them a laughing stock. You following this? Then all of a sudden, he's going to get up off his seat and he's going to speak. He's going to speak to them in his wrath. And he's going to vex them. What's the means to vex, Spence? He's going to vex them. To plague, to torment, to harass, to afflict to disturb, to disquiet, to agitate. The Lord's doing this, boys and girls. He's doing it right in front of us right now. That's why they're acting so squirrely, see. He is vexing them right now. Psalm 2. He shall vex them in his sore displeasure. Hey, Spencer, sorry. What's sore? He is not mad. He's got sore displeasure. Huh? Uh, keep going. Affected, violent with pain. Severe, violent. 
as a sore con with painful violence, intensely, severely, grievously, they had pressed me sore. Somebody's ticked off. And he shall speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. God ain't moved. And I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. There's a guy he's put on that high hill. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for the inher- for thine inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Hey, listen. <laughs> the expansion of the kingdom coming. The kingdom's expanding, boys and girls. It ain't winding down. It ain't getting less and less. The kingdom's about to expand. Because he's going to give them the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. And you shall break them. Who would be them? Who is them? The kings of this earth. They, thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, and you shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. <laughs> be wise now, therefore, all you kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear. Rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. And ye perish by the, from the way when his wrath is kindled at a level. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Holy smoke! We're getting ready to see him unleash some hell like we've never seen. That's, that's what I think, folks. Got to buckle up be prepared for it. The frontal assault. This, this isn't even, folks, this isn't even remotely governmentally legal what they just did. Isn't even remotely. But they don't care because the heathen are raging. They are so, they see it slipping through their hands. They've worked and they've worked and they've worked and they've worked and they've worked. To get to this point with the new world order and the reset and the antichrist and all that. They've worked to get to this moment. Slipping through their fingers. Craig, come on in. Studying this uh, particular verse out, it always made me ask a couple questions. One is, who are the kings? So one of the things I've... uh, What's been a blessing to me is when someone said the first mention of something. The first mention of things in the Bible is in Genesis 14. And uh, some verses in, uh, actually uses the nations. Why do the nations rage instead of the heathen? And of course, uh, God had divided the nations in Genesis 10. And when you look at this verse, I think it's really, yeah, it's kind of talking about the people, but it's really, it's the same kings that were in Genesis 14. There were five against four that were fighting. And then uh, then you come into Melchizedek. That's the first mention of this king. And this king has no beginning and no end, no no genealogy. So I believe Psalm 2 is playing out right now. I believe those same kings that were in Genesis 14 are uh, taking care of business. Jesus is, is finishing up the end of the book. Okay. This, is, Craig, this is spiritual, right, brother? I mean, these, these are natural kings, but they're endued with dark powers. Go ahead. Yes, no, it's, it's, it, there's a tie-in to this. There's, there's a tie-in to the, the first mention of kings, which is in Genesis 14, okay? And then all of a sudden you have these five fighting against four. Remember, this is where Lot is taken, and, you know, we know that story. But then all of a sudden you get this Melchizedek guy. And, and, of course, Melchizedek is a Christophany. It's, it's, you know, it's a relationship. And then when you look at Psalm 2 there, it says, my son. Okay, well, who's king of kings and who's lord of lords? Well, that's Jesus Christ, right? Who, you know, every tongue will confess, every knee will bow. So, yes, this, this is an accumulation of, of the scriptures that we're living in right now. And Amen. it's in the spiritual right. heaven and it's in the physical. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, what I, what's, what do the old Luciferians say? First above, then beneath. Isn't that what they say, folks? Huh? Huh? L- listen, do you understand? Do you understand the chaos in the dark kingdom? Do you understand what's going on in that dark kingdom? The infighting there at each other's throats, and it's coming out. Oh my goodness, Lord, give us eyes to see. Randy, then Roger, then Johnny. Coach, something I saw, Coach, and I, I hadn't seen this before in Isaiah 9 when you read through that. Um, the, the word counselor there, Coach, is basically talking about an, a, lawyer, a lawyer, a lawyer. 
Someone that can deliberate and win the case. Someone that can advocate and change, make change. This is what Christ is saying. And coach, if people don't understand that this authentication movement and this thing to take back dominion over the earth, not just our country, but dominion over the earth, take away the the place of unrighteousness. If they can't understand that this is a movement of of God, they don't understand. You can't put it together. You're just going to be watching. You have to see this is the this is the paradigm shift. We're talking about what's going to change after this happens. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be government where Jesus is king, where he is the counselor. This is what's coming, Coach. And, and I hadn't seen that before. I appreciate you bringing that out, Coach. Well, Randy, the Holy, Spirit just, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me as you were speaking and said this. The devil's trying to create. He's trying to create money. He's trying to create money. Remember what God said, the gold is mine, the silver is mine. Real wealth, real wealth comes from God. God's the creator of wealth. We're seeing the counterfeit wealth of the devil being done to, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To make the rest of us poor. Do you, don't you see what's going on? They are creating a false money, making it look like your property value, taxing you more on it, and robbing from you the inheritance that's supposed to belong to the Lord. The devil can't create. He creates false money. Makes your property in one year go from a value of 150000 to 250000 and then they tax you on it and steal right out of you your generational wealth. Is what's going on? At some point, we got to say, "Won't comply. No more. No more." Roger, Dave, I will. I, I agree with much of what Randy just said and you said, but but I believe I speak to some people out there on the queue this morning. It is okay to be startled for a while. Yeah. It's okay to to sit back and say, "Holy crap." Um. That's where I'm at right now. I'm startled. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm saying, Lord, speak to me. What is going on? Um, I don't want to be startled for days. I don't want to be startled for weeks. But I am startled. It's almost like it's a time of reflection for me. That's, that's my testimony as I awaken to this stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't want to live in a land of startledness. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little startled. I'm a little reflective. Uh, Lord, yeah. show me so what that- is going on. I don't know. I don't know how righteous a man Donald Trump is, but there is no doubt that whatever Donald Trump is doing, the enemy is fighting against. And if you if you can't see that, can you? They didn't do this to Richard Nixon. They didn't do this to Richard Nixon. You remember when uh, Hillary, by the way, committed felonies by having a server in her house. Remember what Comey say? What did Comey say? No reasonable prosecutor. No reason. I knew a lot of reasonable prosecutors who bring charges, right? So good for the goose, good for the gander, unequal justice. Folks, listen to me. There's such a spiritual lesson here for all of us. No one is going to go into eternity making their own laws and making their own rules. Unequal justice will not prevail. And what we're seeing right now is a great unveiling and revealing of this Psalm 2 Luciferian system that we've been living under for so, so long. uh, I'm with Roger. I'm a bit unsettled, but I'm unsettled in in a good way. A sense of anticipation that I ain't no sunshine soldier. Not. Not for such a time as this. Johnny B, come on in. Then Dennis. Unmute yourself, Johnny. He must be listening on Facebook or something. Can't hear you. Dennis, come in while Johnny gets in. Yes, Coach. This is why this men's meeting this weekend is so important. The church has rendered men inept and useless that's why we need to build up the next you know 
wave of spiritual warriors to, you know, take, take headship of our homes first and foremost and train our family up for what they're about to see and bring God, you know, into the fold under Christ's banner in our homes so that, um, when, when we, when all of this stuff transpires, we don't faint or, you know, as Roger said, you know, step back in awe <clears throat> from, you know, what we're witnessing this way, you know, Amen. we're, we're in Amen. line with the will of God. Come and join us Sunday, folks. Come and join us Sunday from one until four sky high. Hey, Spencer, pull up Psalm 23, if you will. Psalm 23, pull that up there. Because uh, uh, I, I want to show you, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me to lie down in green pastures, leadeth my beside still waters. He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness, sake for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou preparest a table before me. In front of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I've shared this before, but the Holy Spirit just impressed upon me to share it again. When I was going through some of our deepest hours with the, with the American Civil Liberties Union, that whole battle we went through as a young, halfway awake Christian, understanding the battle more than I'd ever understood it. I cried out to the Lord one night. I said, Lord, what? this is so hard. It's so hard. I said, you promised me goodness and mercy would follow me. So hard, Lord. Where's goodness and mercy? The Holy Spirit said to me, goodness and mercy is what's left as a result of you having come through. It's not about you. Goodness and mercy is following you. It makes it easier for the next guy to come. Think about those guys who stormed Normandy Beach. Would you want to, would you want it to have been in the first wave or the last wave? Would you want it to have been the first guy killed or the last guy killed? Which would have rather which one would you rather have been? Because in order for all of the killing to stop, some killing had to take place. There had to be some casualties. Had Amen. to be. Amen. Amen. We think we're going to fight a war without any casualties. We sit back. Folks, they are setting up the arrest of the president of the former president of the United States so he cannot run again. You understand this? You understand this? You ever seen anything like it in your life? The heathen are raging. People are imagining a vain thing. And I'm glad I'm here today because you know why? Goodness and mercy is going to follow me. Yes, sir. It's going to be easier for my grandkids. It's going to be easier for my children. Because I'm going to plow a row for them. That's my commitment to the Lord. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care how many FBI agents they put out in front of my house. I'm fighting to the very damn end. I don't care. Hmm. Debbie, come on in. You know, when I was talking before in the pre-show, I think what it's um, this uneasy uneasiness has made me more alert you know it's like when animals have that instinct of something going on you become alert and that's i think that's the summation of my feeling is all of a sudden i'm more alert debbie i heard something in the woods last night i had my window open middle of the night i heard something in the woods an animal an animal hadn't heard and debbie boy was i alert boy i sat up my ears were I feel that way today. Is that how you feel, Debbie? Is that what you mean? There's an yeah, alert. Yeah, it's like you. in West Texas, the jackrabbits, when there's something that goes on, the jackrabbits hop out of their hole and they sit there and their ears go straight up and they're that, on alert. My you know, ears are jackrabbits, up. They know and they're watching, but they are outside their hole, guarding their hole, but they'll jump yeah. back in, but yep. they're on alert. My ears are my antenna up. Clay. Yeah, Coach, amen to what you've been saying this morning. We cannot shirk our responsibility and duty in all this. No. We, we, we don't want to lose our soul because we didn't do what we have to do in this life. Psalm 94, 15 through 17 says, For justice will return to the righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. 
Who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? Amen. It, it says, if the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. I don't want my soul to live in the land of silence. And no three-letter agencies coming to my house is going to scare me away from that. Amen. Amen. Clay, what, what psalm was that? That was Psalm 94, 15 Four. through 17. Hold up there. Psalm 94. Because I love it, man. 15. The judgment shall return unto the righteous. Oh, yeah, it shall. And all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? He asks the question. Who will or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Coach Dave, we just got to get them saved. We just need to get them saved, Coach. We just need to go tell them how much Jesus loves them. Did you see it? Did you see the deception that evil men have crept in unaware and they haven't kept this battle ready? They haven't kept this battle ready, folks. They solved us. They served us up a soft compliant rollover Christianity. The Bible, that's not in the Bible, friends. It isn't in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. Amen. Amen, Coach. Man, let me tell you what. What a time to be alive, huh? Think about it. Everything is, I mean, this is the generation. This is what it says in Psalms 20, verse 7, and then I'm going to give you a Cajun interpretation. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will, listen, it doesn't say trust. It says, we will remember the name of the Lord our God. In other words, in the Cajun version, some trust in that donkey, some trust in the elephant, but we, we're going to remember the name of the Lord our God, brother. This is what we have to cling to. Our salvation, I mean, just be honest. Where are the Republicans? They're, they're nowhere. They've been nowhere. Boy, we have been duped. That is the Charlie Brown, Lucy moment. Pull the football from underneath them time and time again. We Amen. must remember the name of the Lord our God. Amen, Dale. Amen. What a time to be alive. There's a rude awakening and then a great awakening. I feel it coming. I feel it. Janine, then Trent. Uh, uh, yeah, Trent. Go ahead, Janine. Um, Janine? I think we've got go. a Hegelian dialectic. I, I think we have a Hegelian dialectic going on. Okay. Uh, the whole world is on a stage. And if you remember, every war that has been played, they, the um, Vatican or whomever have supplied both sides of the war. Right. I think what we're seeing here is the wearing down of the saints, and we're seeing the pendulum swing back to conservatism. Yes. And everyone who doesn't step in line with that is going to be mowed down because you're going to have to accept the, the one who they chose which, you know, the papal system of, of worship. And that's what this is all about, getting ready to scare you into submission. Mm. What did the um, Crusades, what was the Crusades all about? That's what's happening, folks. They're taking every, just remember the, the French Revolution, and we're, be, we're seeing it come out uh, the same right now. Nothing new under the I, sun. I, It's not a time to be fair. Exactly. It's not time to be what? I don't think sorry, it's a time to be scared. I think it's a time oh. to make sure yeah, that me, you're under the um, protection of the Lord. I, some yeah. guys out there, some people out there will get this. Some people won't. Old football players will get this. That anxiety, that tension, that nervousness just before you run out on the field. Pre-game. That, that, there you go. That's what, that's what I got. My fingers are tingling. My toes yep. are tingling. Right? What a time to be alive. That's Good it. picture. South Alabama, Trent. Coach, we cannot move forward unless every one of these tables slash organizations that the enemy has infiltrated be flipped. So it's a good thing that, you know, that all these things are being turned over. And a great song Trent, to play right we We'll never have liberty as long as we're content living under tyranny. We'll never have exactly. it. Exactly. It's That's just comfortability. Children. A great yep. song to play right now is uh, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. 
Amen. Amen, brother. Bless you, Trent. Judah, then Joe. Coach, you nailed it. You know, God's word, when he calls you, his voice is clear. The Holy Spirit will move through you. But like you said, I was elected captain of my football team for many years. Never really understood why. But even as a captain, people didn't know that I had butterflies on the first kickoff of every game to the point where I had to go to the bathroom. I had to do all (laughs) this other stuff, pacing around, because I knew the big game was here and we were prepared and we just have to move forward. forward. And he will provide and protect for all of us. Amen. Hey, it, it wasn't a fear, was it, Judah? It was a let's get it on. Let's exactly. get this on. Exactly. I lifted weights all. I lifted weights all winter. I lifted weights all summer. I went through two a days. We practiced hard all week. I watched my diet. I watched my sleep. I watched everything. And here we are. Let's get it on. That's what anticipation of excitement. Amen. Let's get it on, baby. Let's get it on, Joe. Come on in, Joe. Uh, Coach, I think this is a Paul Revere moment. Mm. They're coming. They're coming, brother. A Paul Revere <laughs> hey, moment. We've been yelling for a while. By land, two by sea. That's right. We've been warning them, right? Been warning them for quite a while, and uh, it, it's all good. I think Janine is really, really, really. We got to be careful. <laughs> we got to be careful because remember, it's punch counter punch, punch counter punch. But I believe that it's not the Lord's will that the devil's going to be able to stand before Almighty God and say, ah, see what I did to America. See what I did. I'm sorry. That ain't going to happen, boys and girls. Well, I I found a church here that did not mask up, that did not social distance. And when this, and uh, monkeypox is a state emergency here. (laughs) But yeah, that dog's not going to hunt in this church. So um, it's nice to see that kind of understanding of what's going on and being taught from the pulpit. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, old guys, guys like me, guys like me and Paul Goslin and Jeff Klein. Guys, we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid. First of all, know this. Everybody's going to die. Some a little later than others. And nobody gets out of this thing alive. And the moment of your death, I believe, my life's in the Lord's hands. He told, he told us to number our days. He didn't tell me to be reckless. He didn't tell me to go get in a car and get drunk and, and drive down the road. That would be recklessness. But he, he's given all of us a certain number of days. And I can tell you this, I look back over my shoulder in history. Hey, look, are you looking? Looking at me? <clears throat> we always slaughtered our young kids. It was always our young kids, our 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old boys that went off into these far-off lands and laid down their blood and guts. It was never us guys. It was never us old guys. And I hate to tell you this, it's our turn now. Boom. Amen. Our turn. It's our turn. It's got to come from us who, who've been through it, who've lived good lives, who've had enjoyed the pleasures of America, the pleasures of liberty. How dare we send off 18-year-old boys to fight this fight again? I want the FBI to hear this. I know you're not our friend, right? Can, can, guys, can you believe... Can you believe any of those FBI agents followed orders and went and did that? Can, they, can anybody believe that they went and did that to Donald Trump? What, kind, what, what the hell is wrong with those guys, right? Now, those it's are the true. same guys that pull up at your, yard, at your house, and they're going to tell you, just doing my job. Just do, here's, what, here's what it says in the code passed by Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Here's the code you got to follow. Here it is. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those 87,000 new uh, IRS agents. Can I see your records, please? Just doing my job, boss. Just doing my job, boss. Calling it your job, don't make it right. It's our turn now. 
It's an old man's turn. Go ahead, Keith, quickly. Keith and Jack. Anything less than a high plains drifter, or I'll have a heart attack. Amen, brother. What duty calls, whatever duty. Hey, FBI, I ain't starting a fight. Fight's already been started. Fight's already started. Fight's already started. Jack. Coach, Coach, bring bring your books and records, please. I would bring my Bible and my Elvis record. Amen. Amen. What are they going to do, throw you in jail? Hell, you're in one already, as Alex Jones is called. A prison planet. I got to run. I got a busy day ahead of me. God bless you. Be encouraged. It's our turn now. God bless you.